The always triggered Marin Morris, cold meds on chicken, and a weatherman's nudes. Do I have your attention yet? Good, because it's time for my losers of the week. Then he told Jimmy Kimmel to eat something that I can't say out loud on this show, but fighter Joel Bauman joins me in Nashville to discuss. That's all ahead. I think I speak for many American women when I say I always have a hard time whittling down losers, but that's a different story. For now, let's stick to my selection of losers of the week. First up is Marin Morris, and I really could just end the explanation there. But I'll go ahead and give you more of a specific reason. Now, if you recall a few weeks back, she got into it with Brittany Aldean, the wife of a country star who actually sells tickets, Jason Aldean. But long story short, Brittany Aldean made an Instagram post thanking her parents for not transitioning her gender during her tomboy phase. But this didn't sit well with Miss Morris, who proceeded to call Brittany insurrection Barbie, a scumbag, an a-hole, and told her to go back to selling extensions and shut up. So needless to say, Marin was quite brave, bold, nasty, and tough online. But get this, now Marin is so shook from the feud started by her that she may not attend the CMA Awards because she doesn't feel comfortable. <laughs> well, suddenly Kat has Marin's tongue, huh? She was mighty comfortable running her fat mouth on social media, but now that she'd actually have to see Britney and face the music, no pun intended, she's going to back out like the whiny faux victim she is. What a crock of crap, Marin. You're a coward, a keyboard warrior, and not a representation of country music or country fans. You're also one of my losers of the week. But up next, from social media warriors to social media idiots. Earlier this week, the FDA was forced to issue a memo warning people not to cook their chicken in cold medications. This comes after a viral TikTok challenge wherein young people cook chicken in NyQuil and then post and brag about it. Yes, this is how dumb young people are in 2022. The FDA warns that even if you don't eat the chicken, even boiling the cold meds and breathing in the fumes is not safe. Oh, and the memo also added that another viral challenge that involves overdosing on allergy medicine to catch a hallucination high could land you in a hospital or a graveyard. You know, it's sad to think members of the greatest generation spent their youth storming the beaches of Normandy or raising the flag in Iwo Jima. And our young people use their free time to cook poultry in cough syrup. How far we have fallen, indeed. My final selection for the week is a little complicated, so let me explain. A New York City weatherman, Eric Adam, a two-time Emmy nominee for New York One, to be exact, has been fired after nude screenshots from an online video chat were anonymously sent to his bosses and his mother. But it gets weirder. This online video chat website is billed as Unit 4 Media, but is actually LSPG.com which stands for Large Penis Support Group. Adam is now petitioning a Manhattan judge to force the owners of the platform to identify the leakers of these screenshots that got him fired. But if you think weatherman Eric is apologizing, well, no, not really. Instead, he posted a message to his Instagram that he hopes will allow him to shape his own narrative. He said, Despite being a public figure and being on television in the biggest market in the country in front of millions of people five days a week for more than a decade and a half, I secretly appeared on an adult cam website. On this site, I acted out my compulsive behaviors while at home by performing on camera for other men. It was 100% consensual on both of our parts. 
I wasn't paid for this, and it's absurd of me to think I could keep this private. But nonetheless, my employer found out, and I was suspended and then terminated. Now, I'm not sure if Eric Adam is the loser in this case, or New York One, or LSPG.com, but I just felt the need to share with you because, well, because I can. Coming up, my next guest had some choice words for Jimmy Kimmel and all the Hollywood hypocrite elites. Professional fighter Joel Bauman joins me in Nashville. Don't go away. So he's a professional fighter, and when I say he pulls no punches, well, that's an understatement. Take a look. Secondly, Jimmy Kimmel, viral this. I fight to eradicate childhood malnutrition from the planet. And until they release the flight logs, you, the mainstream media, Hollywood, are all pedophiles to me. Eat d- Oh, I love it. And I'm lucky enough to have him join me right here in Nashville, Tennessee, Joel Bauman. All right, so you just went right after him. And you're calling out the elites. You know, we're kind of used to some celebrities maybe calling out elites, putting themselves out there, putting themselves in the way of cancel culture. But you went a step further, and you did it for a very specific reason. So the flight logs, for those that are unaware, we're talking about Epstein. And you're very invested in that case. So what do you think Hollywood's hiding? Everything. I mean, it's evident. Why? (laughs) I actually meant client list. I meant Ghislaine Maxwell client list. I had been, you know, uh, performing that in my head for the the last couple weeks. And uh, I actually was performing flight log. I meant client list. Um, But yeah, all these people, we know what they're up to. I mean, who, they haven't gone to trial yet, have they? Ghislaine Maxwell went to trial and supposedly gave names. But we, the public, haven't heard about that. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. Well, we know that that's a well-kept, and I guess maybe not such a well-kept secret in Hollywood, is the pedophilia, and it's rampant, and mm-hmm. they seem to care about a whole lot of things, but that's not something that they seem to care about. They'll go after the wine scenes, they'll go after certain people. But who do you think killed Jeffrey Epstein? Do you think it was suicide? I mean, he absolutely killed himself. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he didn't get Clintoned. That's, that's for sure. You he don't think so? You don't think there's a possibility get, someone took He didn't out. get Clintoned. all right i'm on the way that you said that yeah we're definitely no conspiracy theories here no never we don't do conspiracy i'm conspirigoat that's one of my pronouns is conspirigoat i uh put on a tinfoil onesie a borat style and i just that's uh that's one of my pronouns so uh yeah no conspiracies here what inspired you to speak out about this after a fight i mean everyone kind of has their piece the things that they want to say their moment to say what you want to say but why then and why what you said? Because I'm ultimately exposing the media. I went viral back in May uh, after a post-fight interview where I set up the media. I knew exactly that they were going to run with a story. So I talked about, after my fight, my NFT project. I talked about eradicating childhood malnutrition. And then I made a statement that I had two herpes outbreaks in the span of two weeks before my last fight. And that's why I lost. And I knew that the mainstream media and everybody was gonna run with it, and they did. TMZ, Barstool Sports, everywhere. We, we went, did, we yeah, did too. Yeah, we yeah. went completely viral because I knew that people would, but nobody talked about eradicating malnutrition. Right. Nobody talked about saving children, but everybody wanted to fantasize about my genitalia. And so Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Kimmel and everybody ran with it. And uh, as a battle rapper or as an artist, um, my name is King Bao, 
that stems from when my name in your mouth, whisper it because you ain't worthy to say it aloud. Don't speak my name. So Jimmy Kimmel is now getting owned in the Jimmy Kimmel Challenge uh, where we call him and the mainstream media out every single day until we get answers and ultimately we have exposed them and there's nothing that they can do about it now. When my fan base knows exactly what I'm doing, I have a show called Am I Cancelled Yet? It's the greatest sketch comedy show of our time. You asked me what decided, what, why I wanted to speak out? Because I'm watching people like Logan Paul Jake Paul have millions of followers and subscribers when I got banned off of YouTube in five months. Everybody wants to talk about Alex Jones, Andrew Tate. It took me five months of posting on, on YouTube to get banned. And I believe I'm much more entertaining. I believe I'm much more calculated. I believe I'm much more intellectual and intelligent. And I feel like people can now watch my content and understand that. So it was a setup to get the platform to say, I'm here now. It worked. Yeah, and it, it is genius, the strategy, because you know if you say something, but then you got, every time they play the clip, they do talk about the NFTs, they do talk about uh -huh. your platform. So free that's advertisement. Important. Yeah, it is free advertisement. So that's very smart, and it is very calculated, and I have to give you a lot of credit for that. Honored. But why do you think, and you have just got banned on TikTok as well. Yeah. What was it that, that moved the needle there to get you banned? I don't know. I mean, everybody knows that, uh, or if you, you uh, watched the pin video at the top of my Instagram, um, I, after my second live on Instagram, I was banned from going live indefinitely. <laughs> um, and uh, I believe that it was because I used a P word and I did a song about it because everybody else can say this P word on Instagram or excuse me, TikTok, but uh, I might have got indefinitely banned from Instagram Live for it. So uh, I made a song about that. But I mean, ultimately, I think it was the Jimmy Kimmel Challenge. I think that TikTok is connected. I think that Hollywood and all these mainstream media, big tech outlets are all connected. I mean, we know what they did with the elections. We know what they've done with, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg coming out saying that they worked with the FBI. I mean, it's how can we have these conversations? How can all of this information be out in the open and then nothing changes? Right. That's why the Jimmy Kimmel Challenge, and that's why they probably banned me from Instagram, because it was picking up. We had 500,000, over 500,000 um, views on the hashtag Jimmy Kimmel Challenge alone. We were easily on our way to a million, and uh, they couldn't, people were coming and trying to find it. There were thousands of comments a day, shadow banning the, the views, and I mean, it was, it was insane. Like, Who would you say your, your fan is? Your typical fan, your fan base? Who are they comprised of? Are they fight fans? Are they conservatives? Are they libertarians? Are they conspiracy theorists? Who is it? I think I honestly get everybody because it's about the children. People know, I mean, if you're my actual fan and you've been here for the longest time, you would know that I started fighting to eradicate malnutrition, to get the word out about how my company plans to eradicate childhood malnutrition from the globe. That has been my focus. The hashtag eradicate malnutrition has been here for the last four years. Since I've been fighting, go back on Facebook, you see all of my posts, any of my posts doing, dealing with fighting, my amateur career to my professional career has been eradicate malnutrition. So the world is catching up and that's why I'm so passionate about children and I feel like I'm getting everybody because of that. I have mothers, I have veterans, I have liberals, because there's a lot of liberals who know that I support love, I support unconditional love. Don't hurt people, don't touch kids. Right. Don't do that. 
So what do you think right now I have to ask about all this stuff we hear every day? I mean, even right here at Vanderbilt, there's a big conspiracy or, or actually more of like an expose on what they're doing in the way of LGBT grooming, transgender surgeries, hmm. this, that, and the other. What do you think about this? Because now we're supposed to refer to pedophiles as minor attracted person maps. maps. Yep, maps. And that's not banned on any of the, the media platforms, but it's become a new level where people are getting more brazen about it. Out of chaos comes order. If you don't understand that statement, then you probably won't understand what's happening. Some people believe that chaos is used to create the new. I would beg to differ. They want to attack masculinity. They want to, and I believe, attack divine masculinity and divine femininity. And uh, I think it's easy to see. They want people emotional and emotionally charged because when people are emotionally charged, they are polarized. And when you're polarized, you cannot be intellectual. You cannot hear facts because your emotions are in tune. Have you ever been in a fight? You're married. Have you ever been in a fight with your husband? And, and then you come back and you're like, well, not me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the unemotional one, and I apologize to very few people. But yes, yeah. I know exactly yes. what you mean about being emotional yes. and riling people up. They want to appeal the same thing with the Roe v. Wade and people getting super upset about that. Mm -hmm. It's all about emotion. Divide and conquer. If I can get you emotional, I mean, if we talk about fighting, you know, Conor McGregor, Ali. It's all a mind game. Mind games are everything. If I can get you emotional and I can remain calm and I know what I'm doing... It's done. Andrew Tate just did an interview and he came out um, and he said, you know, I know what, I, of course he knows what he's doing. Of course I know what I'm doing. I understand the mind. I understand my emotions. Nobody knows the work I've done for this and with this so that I can be balanced, so I can be stoic. That's the point. I'm not going to get polarized. I can see through the illusion. I call it out. That's why am I canceled yet? That's why I'm done with their illusion. It's time for truth. When did this start in you? Was it from your childhood? Was it more recent? I mean, I grew up adopted, and uh, my dad was very conservative and always kind of, you know, spoke truths and, hey, you should watch what's happening over here, watch what's happening over here. And it really started to happen when I was, uh, uh, I came from a small town, and I wrestled at the University of Minnesota. I got a scholarship to wrestle at uh, one of the number one programs in the nation, and I had a YouTube channel. And uh, my senior year, my dad came to me and he's like, Joel, you might have to get rid of your YouTube channel. You might have to stop doing music because when you go to college, the NCAA owns your likeness. They own your name. And I go, wait, what? And he said, well, yeah, if you sign as an NCAA athlete, uh, you can't make money off of your name. And I just go, okay, so what happens if I do music? Like, what happens if I continue? Well, he said, they might take away your eligibility. <laughs> and I said, if they do that, they're just going to make me famous. Well, in 2012, if people remember, I went viral for going against the NCAA and yeah. using my name to put out a song and we made the daily show with Jon Stewart, the New York Times, Sports Illustrated. So now people are just catching up to my timeline. This has always been the 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 goal. I've always known what I'm doing. And now people are starting to understand why I'm the influencer to influencers. And the NFT world is something you're very passionate about. You promote it. Is that kind of your way of 
being a little counterculture or going around the system? I'm about sovereignty and freedom. Sovereignty and freedom and decentralizing. That's what it's all about. See, people talk about NFTs and crypto. It's all a part of the new world order. You could say the same thing about technology. You could say the same thing about anything that has helped humanity in any capacity. They use technology. We see that they use technology to censor. I use technology to reach people. I use those same platforms to reach people and put things out there. So in the same sense with NFTs and uh, what we're doing, we're going to do right by people. We're going to give people the power. So how are we going to do that? Fightforyou.io. Everybody go check out the website. Long story short, performers are now going to be put back in power. As a performer, I, as a wrestler, I believe I was a performer. As a fighter, it is entertainment now, and it is a performance. Well, we're going to give performers the exclusive rights to the intellectual property of their performances, and they're going to be able to sell that directly to their fans, and fans and performers are now going to have the relationship that they should. No more middlemen, right. no more any of that. We're going to put people in power. We're going to make people sovereign. That's the point. It's about sovereign and freedom. What did you think a few weeks back when uh, Joe Biden gave his infamous speech about the mega Republicans and he called us all extremists, the biggest threat to democracy? Polarization, right. yet again. Extremist, mega Republicans, labels. You see how we just gotta stop labeling people. Do you love freedom? Oh, absolutely, above everything. Above, above love, man, woman desires to be free. That is a universal principle. So everybody just wants to be free, whether you're liberal, you're Republican, whatever it is. A liberal over here that wants to dress up in BDSM gear and have blue hair and da-da-da, they want to be free to be able to do what they want to do, as long as they're not hurting people. They want to do that. Over here, this person wants to go hunt, fish, do whatever. They want the freedom to be able to do that. It's about freedom and they want to polarize to get people to do this so that right. then they can be under here doing whatever they're going to do to take over the country like exactly what's happening now why do you think during the pandemic liberals conservatives republicans democrats independents why do you think so many americans were so quick to give away their rights and their freedoms because during COVID? because they were afraid it's about fear fear and insecurity create shame Shame then makes people not do what they want to do. So if you can shame someone and go, you're not wearing a mask, you don't care about my health. Right. You're going to do it more than likely if you feel shame. See, I looked at a lot of people and I said, Ida, because you're not going to shame me ever. I shamed myself. I hated myself at one point in time. I did not like myself. I couldn't look in the mirror and look myself in the eyes. I had to get over that. I had to learn how to love myself. I had to learn how to be sovereign of my mind and understand my love for myself so that no one could put shame on me. That's how you don't become manipula manipulatable. That's how. And a lot of people got manipulated into fear-based thoughts. You're gonna get sick. COVID, COVID, COVID. Well, if you looked at the, if you looked at the charts, 99% of people right. were fine. Oh, it's just the old fat people that aren't already healthy that are dying. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, come on, guys. Like, just, just use your critical think, but they can't because they're emotional. Right. So it goes back down to if we can get you here and we already got you here, now you can't see everything else that we're doing. And it's, 
they become very emotional about their vaccines and mm -hmm. their masks. They yep. love that. I mean, you can't criticize it. They go absolutely berserk mm -hmm. when you criticize anything like that. But speaking of, you know, Joe Biden just announced that COVID was over. But speaking of what happened with the mega Republicans, what happened with COVID is over. I wonder what your thoughts are on Joe Biden and if you think that there's somebody else pulling the strings there, because I think most of us can watch him and say, mm, it's probably not Joe, but who is it? Um, what? I think we all know it's not Joe. Well, it's not Kamala, so who is it? Uh, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that clip? Oh yeah, there's do, many of them. Where do I go? Um, I mean, come on, okay, somebody's writing. He had a paper. Joe had a paper and is reading from his paper. He reads from the teleprompter. No, what he reads, yeah, what it's saying. What it End says. quote, period. Stop quote. it. Stop it. They ain't, no. We know what's going on. Stop it. Okay. Well, who do you think it is? Who's, who's pulling the strings? <laughs> a person, people? Peoples, uh, a lot of people. Uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of different families that own the world. And uh, I don't fear them, and I don't fear anybody. Uh, so I think now the people are starting to be able to see who these people are, the deep state families, whatever you want to call them. And uh, it's done. It's done. We're you think done it's done, that. though? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you understand it, but people are still voting the same way. Global consciousness is shifting. Why are we having a conversation? How did I make your show? Well, you would um, always be welcome on my show. I'm grateful for you, love. I'm grateful. But at the, how did I make your show? Because global consciousness pushed me out there. I said something that everybody else was feeling in some way, shape, or form that they had tucked down and now is coming out like, you know what? Wait a minute. Why weren't we talking about that? Wait, wait a minute. How? Why aren't we? How, yeah, they did murk Jeffrey Epstein, didn't they? But they push agenda, propaganda on people all of the time. So... If you're a single mother, or if you're a mother and you're a family, now you go to work, you come back home, you take care of the family. A dad goes to work, comes home, wants to rest. You don't necessarily have time to process all of the information that they're continuing to throw at you, which is a part of the agenda to keep people where they are. So when you have someone like me that comes in and goes, hey, no, we're gonna go talk about this because there's no way that we're not just gonna skip over this thing. Who, who's, who's effing kids? Who's doing that, right? And everybody goes, wait a minute, yeah. Who's effing kids? See, now we got consciousness back. It's not distracted anymore. It goes back to the right things. Now people are questioning. That's the point. That, that I, my, my whole saying is take over everything to give it all back. I just wanna take over everything to give it all back to humanity. And I feel like that's what we've done with consciousness now. And uh, everything is shifting and they know that. That's why they're panicking. Why ban me and not give me a reason uh, right. from TikTok? Why? All I'm doing is calling out Jimmy every day and saying, hey Jimmy, I want a response. Why did you run with the, why did you run with the herpes story instead of eradicating malnutrition? Why did all of mainstream media run with that story instead of saving children okay now you make me think you're effing kids now you make me think that that could be real i want an answer and until i get an answer i'm going to be obnoxious because you guys are obnoxious with your propaganda i believe right you can push all this other stuff on us but when i want to talk about something i believe that matters no we can't talk about that now nah, it's done so when you mention consciousness, I think that's interesting because on the other side of that is the woke movement. Hmm. Thoughts on that? The, the, the BLM, the Antifa, the woke, stay woke, be woke. 
it's a lot. And but they would also say that they are pushing consciousness. They would say that they were the original, I guess, the mainstream pushers that's, of consciousness. That's not true. They hijack movements. They hijack actual movements. What is woke? Woke is the ability to be able to process and understand different and multiple perspectives. I would think that wisdom is being woke. What is wisdom? The ability to handle certain perspectives. I love the analogy of, uh, of the king. I don't remember what king it was, but he was going to split the baby in half until the mother, the real mother, went crazy. And she comes out and she says, no, that's my child. And he goes, yep, that's one. How was he able to do that? Perspective. He was able to go in his mind and go, how do I handle this? Okay, I could do it this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. He was able to look at things in multiple different perspectives and then go, this is how we're going to handle this. See, that's wisdom. They want people polarized so that they only think in one way. They can't handle perspective. So if black lives matter, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I agree, black lives matter. But wait, uh, don't all lives matter? Uh, no? No, I mean, well, uh, see, you're emotionally charged. You're not thinking actually. You're not putting things in multiple perspectives and gaining wisdom. You think that just being emotional is going to change things. That's not the case. I've done business. I've done sales. Try to, try to get emotional with someone who's a red personality or someone who's a green analytical personality. The bean counter. The bean counter doesn't want to hear you be intellect. Doesn't want to hear you be emotional. He wants to hear any an a logical explanation as to how we're going to get from point A to point B. And if you don't understand different personality types, which a lot of people don't, they haven't done the knowledge to understand. Oh, a lot of people might think a lot of different ways, or they might need to be talked to a different way. Then you're not going to understand the nuance of how they're manipulating you, anyways. We're woke. Okay. Can you think of different things in different perspectives and actually have a logical argument? Argument? No? Okay, then shut the up. Please. Please. Because you're not. You're not what you think you are. You can't even think in different perspectives. So you're not what you think you are. There's a few wedge issues that are dividing Americans right now, but probably foremost, besides who you voted for, is race. And race has been exploited in the last several years especially, and then weirdly every four years, the BLM movement really kicks off and then it kind of goes quiet for a while. But race is really used to divide people and as much as I'd like to think it's not working, it feels like it's working at large. I don't think we're as polarized as they would have us believe, but when you look at the way people are voting, ultimately if we want to change things, that's a big part of it. I grew up the only African-American male in a small community of Norwegians. I was adopted. My mother gave me life and chose the parents that I have now to raise me. I grew up having people look at me differently. I grew up as what some might consider an outsider. But as I continue to be raised in that community, I was showered in love by many people. I am now a hometown hero in that community. I have a lot of people who look up to me in that community. I put on a show, an MMA show, of people wanting to come out to me. I wasn't able to fight at it. But we broke national records in my home, small hometown 
and he about loves conversation. Me. I think that's what it all goes back to is everyone has a perception, everyone loves a label, mm -hmm. and they want to put everybody in a certain box, and the minute you go outside of that box, they want to get you back in the box. Yeah. But if we just talk to each other, we'd realize we're probably more similar than we are different. Bingo. But the conversation isn't allowed to happen mm -hmm. because we have to put people in a box. You're I've this, seen more racism from people that look like me than I have ever from anybody that doesn't. I think that anybody can be whatever they want to be. I'm many things. I'm an entertainer, I'm a social business entrepreneur, I'm a content creator. I am, don't put a label on me. You can't, and that's why I'm uncancelable. You can't put a label on me, you can't confine me to a box. I'm too much, I'm too big, I'm too many things. Stop it. In closing, what is your message for young people that want to be like you, but they don't feel like they're able, they're worried about having friends, making friends, they're worried about being socially acceptable, they're worried about their grades, they're worried about their family. What would you tell them? In my song, Until Then, King Bao, Until Then, I say, some ask me for advice and I say, who are you? That's all you need to know. Look at yourself in the mirror. Of the best advice I was ever given, I started rapping and getting into music because uh, in my small community, I was riding my bike in about the fifth grade. And I, was, I was riding my bike around my buddy Jake, and I went into this uh, little cipher, it's called the cipher, where these people were rapping and they were freestyling, and there's this little group, and I ride up and I'm excited, and I get up in the circle, and this gentleman, turns to me and starts making fun of me. I used to not wear socks, and I think he made fun of me for not wearing socks, my little windbreakers that I used to wear because I wouldn't wear jeans. And there's these you know, three bigger Mexican gentlemen, and they all kind of start dissing me, and the little kids in the circle, they're like, go, go, and I go, go? And they're like, yeah, you, you're black, you can do it. <laughs> and I go, and I got on my bike and I left. And that stuck with me. It was a defining moment. I was riding my bike and I was thinking about it the rest of the day and I just felt terrible and I said, I will never not be able to go ever again. I didn't even know what the gentlemen were doing. I had to figure out what it was called. It was called freestyling. Went on some message boards when I was a, a little bit younger. Uh, and the first tip that I heard was that you needed to get a mirror and you needed to get a camera and you needed to, ha to have the ability to record yourself and you had to play a beat and record yourself looking at yourself in the mirror and you couldn't stop until the beat was over and then you had to watch it back every time. The amount of times I cried. The amount of times I just lost it. The amount of times I had to look at myself and hate myself. That was the most beautiful thing that could have ever happened to me because it taught me how to love myself. I have mirrors all over my place. Now, if you come over to my space, everybody knows Joel's the guy with mirrors, and he has mirrors everywhere because that's how I stay focused. So look at the mirror, look in the mirror, battle yourself, and learn how to love yourself. Learn how to get to the point where you know exactly what you want to do in this life and then strive to do that. And don't stop until you do find your purpose. Figure out why you're here. You won the race. There were potentially millions, billions of potential yous, and you somehow got to the end goal. Now will you get to the end goal here? Have vision, have purpose, and uh, that's what I would say.
can't think of a better way to end it than that. Thank you for coming to Nashville. Thanks for enlightening us. I think your message is very important. And I like that you're uncancelable because we need more people out there that are willing to be that way. And part of being uncancelable is putting yourself out there in a place where you could be canceled. Yeah. That's part of the battle right there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being here. We hope you enjoy Nashville. Grateful. I know Nashville's going to enjoy you. Grateful. Still ahead, an 18-year-old North Dakota boy was run over and killed by a man who admitted to doing it because the boy was a vocal Trump supporter. My final thoughts are next. A North Dakota teen is hit and killed by a man who admitted to doing it for political reasons, justifying vehicular manslaughter by claiming the boy was a Republican extremist. Now take it from someone who knows a thing or two about being the target of political violence. This kind of crap, this pure evil, is not going to end anytime soon and is only going to get worse. It's time for Final Thoughts. The left has been empowered and emboldened. They've been told so long as they label those they don't like as racist or white supremacists, Nazis, or even Republican extremists, that they are automatically given the moral high ground to take those people out by any means necessary. And that is exactly what happened in North Dakota last weekend, where 18-year-old Taylor Ellingson was hit and killed by this man. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt, who reportedly admitted to intentionally hitting the teen after a political dispute. Brandt fled the scene, later called 911 to report the crash, and according to authorities, he may have also been drunk at the time, but that's no freaking excuse. Brandt told the dispatcher the teen was part of a Republican extremist group. He also claimed the teen called some people, so he was afraid. So what did he do? He rammed the teenage boy with a car and ended his 18-year-old life. Boy, I wonder where he could have gotten such an idea about Republicans being extremists, bad people, people worth taking out. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. How do we fix all of these broken systems? Some of those answers will come from Republicans. It's not, not the extremists that we're dealing with every single day. We've got to kill and confront that movement. Um, but, the, you know, working with normal mainstream Republicans. All right, so let me be clear. What happened to 18-year-old Kayler Ellingson is not Joe Biden's fault, nor is it Congressman Tim Ryan's. But make no mistake, whacked-out libs feel emboldened by it. And before the Democrats at large start shrieking, but what about January 6th? Well, let me be clear about that, too. I do not, did not, and never have condoned, co-signed, or even remained silent on the events of January 6th. From the get-go, I was vocal about condemning it. But as for the left, the Democrats... When this kind of crap happens to conservatives, they stay silent. When Supreme Court justices were being threatened, stalked, harassed, and abhorrently targeted by rabid abortion activists, the Democrats twiddled their thumbs and they looked the other way. And let's not forget the summer of love 2020 when Democrats and the mainstream media swore up and down, and still do, that rioters, looters, and domestic terrorists of Antifa and BLM were mostly peaceful. Everyone is responsible for their own words and own actions, but for God's sakes, why don't the liberals seem to care when conservatives are targeted or even killed by violent left-wing extremists? At least the vast majority of Republicans, of Trump supporters, are willing to call out that bull when we see it, condemn it, and hold perpetrators accountable. But what about y'all? Even once, you should give that a whirl and see how it feels to be a basically decent human. And as for Shannon Brandt, 
Not only is he an alleged murderer, he spent just a few days behind bars for it and was released after posting a $50,000 bond. This kind of thing is only going to get worse as we head into midterms and even worse come 2024. If this is the kind of crap they pull when they control the government, wait until they start losing. Batten down the hatches, the green hairs are coming. Those are my final thoughts. Make sure to check out the entire show as well as exclusive content on Outkick.com. From Nashville, God bless and take care.